We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to Little Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Blevins, and we'll be joined today by my co-host, Bubasaurus. Today's episode is brought to you by Indochino and Harry's. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. There is nothing that makes me look sharper than wearing a suit that fits me well. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. Everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Believe me, a guy as big as I am needs exact measurements. The best part is that it's all affordable. All of their custom clothing is under $400. It's very easy to do, too. Just pick your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit the measurements. Two weeks, you'll have it delivered right to your door. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, it's free shipping. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Hey guys, welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. I am your host. I don't know why I'm talking weird volumes. Like, just keep changing. I'm your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Boo. How's it going, man? Um, uh, better than you, apparently. Um, <laughs> and I say this because it's almost sounded like you forgot your name. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Little Legends Podcast. I'm Boopadoo. And uh, talking at uh, different volumes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the Um, volumes thing is something that I don't know why I do. I just like keep doing it and then I come back in. It's like, you know, it's part of your personality, man. Uh, I'm glad to be, though. (laughs) But if you talked like this the whole time, then I'd get hired by NPR. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's time for the Little Legends podcast. And we're going to be talking about Team Fight Tactics. 
<laughs> yes, and Team Fight Tactics has oh, really no, that's taken a... off. That's yeah. Ira Glass. That's American Life, dude. <laughs> Hi, this is American Life. I'm Ira Glass. We're gonna be talking about Team Fight Tactics. I don't have Fred Armisen. Obviously, you have to you, you have to do like um, three words and then stop. That's how that's how he does it. That's that's this American Life. Yes. Well, that that would be a really good uh, halftime show. All of our Twitch viewers, <laughs> an Ira Glass interview, that'd be great. Um, uh, that but we got to talk be, about TFT. Yeah, my that friend. might be the most boring thing I could imagine. <laughs> Uh, besides our Hearthstone podcast, uh, shots fired. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell that story in a, in a in a bit. I don't I don't think I told it on on the show, but I will <laughs> in a second. Um, yeah, we're gonna again getting back to the tightening it up here. Uh, so we got a good show here. This is this might be the first episode where we don't really have like we don't have a B patch notes. We don't have we, we basically don't have anything here. Uh, nothing new. I mean, we have some tournaments to talk about. Uh, and Boop and I got to cast a tournament again. Yeah, getting back in the saddle. But in terms of actual game updates and news, we're going to be talking about those next week for the new patch, which is going to be coming out. We didn't get any. We didn't get a mid uh, a, a mid patch preview or anything. I didn't see one from some from Mort. No, um, Mort actually put on Twitter, I think, uh, a little earlier today that they're actually really happy with how the game is right mm-hmm. now and even in the next patch it's going to be I think he the word he used was minute changes. Yeah. So he's feeling pretty good about it and honestly I, I, am, I am on the side of agree on this and the game feels great but we'll get, we'll get into that a little later as we get some house cleaning done. Yes, let's do that. Uh, of course guys Make sure that you're following us and subscribe to us on the Prediction Esports channel, P-R-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, on iTunes, Spotify, all of your podcast places. Make sure that you're checking us out there. You can listen to us doing TFT, and we've got a lot of other great podcasts on there as well, Smash Bros, Dota, just general esports one as well, as well as some others. Make sure that you are subscribed there, leaving iTunes reviews and all that good stuff there. Anywhere that you're listening, uh, the reviews really do help. Um, you know, help us get up in the numbers. They help more people uh, find out about the show, and it really does uh, help us out a lot. Um, yeah, okay, that's it. That's housekeeping. Uh, let's move on and talk about our week in TFT. Uh, Boop, what did you play this week? How 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 are your, how are your games going? My games are going great, dude. Um, all of my friends are doing like really stupid stuff, and I decided to play all the comps we saw in the tournament we cast in, and I'm doing a lot of winning. So that feels great. Uh, I was playing with uh, some of the boys yesterday. Uh, Kenobi was uh, Kenobi was there, and I think I didn't finish anything lower than third, mm. uh, which which feels good. Um, uh, but yeah, I was running. Um, uh, Kenobi really wants me to talk about this. Uh, so you know that Kogma Ionic Spark uh, Predator thing that we saw? Oh yeah, dude. It was so funny. Like everyone was so mad at me because I also got <laughs> I also got a level three Kogma like really early. It was like three four or something like that. Wow! And and I already had my two Ionic Sparks, and I went ahead and put a Giant Slayer on him um, just for like to, to to get him down there. And then uh, I even was like stupid because you want to, you want them to use the ults, but I went with the poison build. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. uh, what would happen is like it was poison predator, and then by the time they actually got to use their ults, they were already down to like the execute um, mm-hmm. level, and everyone just kind of died. I won the game with eighty nine uh, HP remaining, and everyone, <laughs> yeah, and everyone was uh, everyone was pretty upset, and it was something that we 
moderately talked about never playing again uh, if we're playing with each other. <laughs> um, and then I followed that up with a Light Ranger comp. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and it got second in that one. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's actually been pretty good. I love set two so far. Just like, I can't like say this enough but like the feel of it just feels yes. so good man there are mm -hmm. some things that like seem stupid like zed being able to carry items um there are ah, there is see, such I thing as too many so zeds much. no um but <laughs> but uh i mean i beat the zed player both of those times mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter uh but yeah I, I was doing some hyper roll lights i was doing uh hyper roll predators and i was i was slapping dude i was mm -hmm. slapping it was it was good yeah i well of course, we're playing um, either with with friends or uh, in normal. So the different tiers of play are not established yet. But just the group that I was playing with. So I was playing with Professor and Sphinx and Deathblow, Bemmy, Angry Frog. <clears throat> Excuse me. Woo. Angry Frog. I had an angry frog in my throat right there. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, deliver i think if i missed it eric thomas was there during at the game night as well and one of his friends uh mort actually showed up um came, came in came in uh asked if there was room we said yes just demolished us yeah we were talking about that before today and I, that is so alpha dude like i hope i can do that one day right to like just be like hey guys i can play one game and this is not what i think more it sounds like but this is what i would sound i mean like. we know what he sounds um, like yeah he does know. not sound like that <laughs> hey guys um i'm just gonna play one game real quick i gotta wait for traffic to die down uh also f you guys because i'm better than all of you and i'm gonna win and see you later uh, for the record, that, was... that is not what happened. Mort was very cool about the game, and uh, <laughs> everyone uh, I know, uh, I know Mort does tend to listen to the show. So I just wanted to say, uh, hey, thanks for showing up. Um, everyone in in the uh, in the game night was super was super excited. Like it's just a cool thing. Yeah, like, man, I was so sad I missed it. All all I'm saying is I've done a lot of different podcasts for a number of different games, and I've never played. Uh, I've never played a game with one of the game developers, and I've certainly oh, cool, man. never. I mean, I I had played with more on his stream before, but I certainly have never played a game where the game developer saw that I was online, came into our lobby, and was like, "Hey, do you have room? Can I play?" Like that. That's never happened. So that was just a really cool experience. And yeah, you take it and run with it, dude. It feels yeah. good. No, it. it you I deserve just, it. I mean, it has nothing to do with me. I just think it's really cool. That's that, right. It's all about me. You're correct. Yes. Thanks it, for it giving was, me the it was credit. Boop because Appreciate you, it. yes, yeah, yeah. Because I was there and everything. Because yeah. Mort saw that I was friends with you on, on <laughs> yep. Riot, yep. and was yep. like, or on Legal League client was like, oh, he knows Boop. I can. Uh, that's he's cool. Yeah, he, he gets the card. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, every, every, nickel. <laughs> everyone at game night was super pumped. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just a cool, like, it's just like a little thing. Cause it's like, okay, he played, played a game of TFT, probably played, you know, a bunch that day. Um, and, uh, I think it really made a lot of people's, uh, a lot of people's days at the game night. So. Yeah, man. And you know, what's so cool about it too, is that like he works on the game and still plays it. So uh, a yeah. little bit of a story. So I was a music major and I loved playing the tuba in high school, mm -hmm. right? I know that's a funny sentence, um, but like the the funny thing is about it is like, you know, when it was in high school, it was like for joy. I did it because I loved it. Right. But once I majored in it, it was like so much harder to play because like it was my job. 
right? And I really respect people who can like keep the passion going, even though it's already most of their day, right? That they mm-hmm. still it's have hard fun to do. playing. Yeah, they they still have fun playing that game. Mad respect. And those are the that's exactly the type of person I want to be like leading the charge on something like this. Someone who it's like if you work at McDonald's and also eat McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's hard to do, but you know oh. what? You love McDonald's, it's, right? It's physically hard to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, for, I could have done time. like any other um, restaurant, but I went with McDonald's. But yeah, that's exactly that's exactly who I want to be leading the charge. Right. And I'm glad that someone who's so obviously very passionate about everything is the one that's uh that's doing it so props to you mort i'm so happy you're here with us yeah it just just wanted to to showcase that and uh if you guys think that it's a facade i guess for whatever reason i don't know why you would it's uh it's not at least you know not not in that way so um yeah huge huge shout outs to mort uh really do appreciate it but for me so uh, that was a that was a, a humble brag that he came to our game night um but yep. that, that's not even why i started telling that story in the in in the group of people that we were playing with um you know a couple of those guys had just gotten done playing in the tournament that we're going to talk about that we casted and you know we saw a, a bunch of hyper roll light we saw hyper roll or at least like going heavy into the predators so like predators and light were both pretty contested especially since bemi is a mono light main like literally won't go anything else but light <laughs> every yeah. game i've played with him he goes light um uh, shout outs to Bemi, a great, great producer. Uh, for great person. Uh, great person and a great producer. Uh, but yeah, he, he's going light every time. So it's just like, <laughs> the you, we need, you need to find other creative comps because in our, in that group, in that little like ecosphere, ecosystem, uh, predators are being taken. Uh, uh, mage, uh, ocean mages are being taken and, and lights are being taken. So, uh, I, I, well, imagine being married to a one-trick Yordle player, huh? <laughs> now, you kinda, you kinda, now you kind of feel how, what yeah. I felt. Yep. Uh, so that's uh, interesting. And yeah, this meta, I, again, like I'm not having the same amount of success as I had, as I had in set one, at least at certain points. Um, but I'm, uh, to echo what you said, Boob, I'm really, really enjoying set two right now. I think it just, it feels like a more fleshed out game in general. The games like t- seem like they have more variety. Nothing really seems super yep. OP. I mean, you can get to points where you're like, you're very, very strong, but nothing like seems like, oh, well, I guess I have to go Jinx or I have to go Draven or I have to go uh, Asol. Like, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, oh, I, I like am collecting the puzzle pieces and then I put them together and it got really strong. It's not like, oh, well, this unit is like super strong. I have to run that and then just kind of run like a bunch of like clunky pieces together with it. Mm-hmm. Everything feels more like a cohesive unit. Um yeah you know and the the other fun thing about it is i still feel like i'm learning right that like there's just like so much more variety Mm -hmm. involved that i i still don't feel like i actually know what's going on Mm -hmm. if that makes sense right like i I, that's the best part about all of this in my opinion yep um and and one other thing i wanted to talk about in um with set two um is i i've had a number of people uh you know either just talking passing or post online about uh just kind of having set two be a real big jump from from set one in terms of like i i you know i learned all this stuff in set one and then set two comes out and i'm like nowhere uh i kind of like threw out all that knowledge i had 
Um, and we talked about this a little bit before, but I I didn't think it was going to be as big of an issue. Just like to me, it is definitely a big jump. Set one to set two was a huge jump. They changed a ton of stuff. I don't think people were necessarily ready for it. But again, we're in beta. This is the first new set. I'm I'm imagining that this the jump from set two to set three is not going to be as jarring. And even if it is like the same exact number of changes, I think we're going to be more ready for it. Right, like it's it, it it's a complete replacing. Um, maybe they do a little bit more of a transition. I don't know, um, but I would just say if you're one of those people who has been who's still listening to the podcast, and uh, <laughs> I mean maybe you're not, but if you're not, then uh, you're not hearing this. So why am I talking to you? But if you are and and you're having any sorts of doubts, like I would just say for your own benefit. Just play set two. It's it's so fun. There's so much yeah. to do. Watch a stream well, or it, two. It's just like going into a new game, right? Like this right. is the best kind of place to start, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone is feeling that. That's the right. thing, right? So uh, not everyone. Maybe maybe people are like Sphinx Boy <laughs> and you know the the professor and Mort himself right. um, probably <laughs> aren't like feeling like a huge of a change. But like everyone, it was kind of like a way to level the playing field a little bit. That's mm-hmm. something that we talked about um, in the past too. It's like this is a great time to start. It's a great time to fail, right? We still have a whole week of no ranked and uh, like, try things out, like watch some of these tournaments. Everyone's in the same spot. And yeah, like things are a little different, but do you want them to be the same? Right. Like what, like what is the balance that like you're, (laughs) that you're, that you're looking for? Right. Right. Because if it, if it felt too close to set one, then people would be like, well, it's just an expansion, right? Right, or if and if it was like too different, I, I don't know, man. Um, uh, <laughs> you, that's what I that's what I think. You're you're 100 right. I mean, this is the mentality a lot of times of the gaming community is uh, <laughs> it's either it's like oh well, set two is just set one rebooted. Ah, uh, it's nothing. Why why did they even call it set two? And then on the other <laughs> hand, it's like set two is completely different. Why don't you just call it? Team fight flack dicks. Um, no one's no one has ever you're, said you're, that. Um, your average sense. gamer voice. Very good. Uh, that's that's my like complaining gamer voice. My average gamer voice is, uh, well, I really like set two. It's really cool. It, it's basically just brainy from uh, from Hey Arnold. But uh, <laughs> hashtag only. <laughs> just so everyone at home knows, I've never heard anyone talk like that. So um, no, neither uh, have I, I. Am I offended? <laughs> I'm offended, uh, at myself. Um, okay. One, one last piece about me. What I I wanted to just for the record show this because got some flack in the past about not knowing the lore of League of Legends. And you know what? I don't have the time to play the game as much as, uh, and I don't have time. I don't have the money, honestly, to pay, uh, professor Kenobi to teach me the lore. So what I did was I went out and bought, the the realms of runeterra league of legends official companion so that i can read up on the lore and and know things about the, the frozen watchers and uh other great uh uh things like the, the chemtech research and rebellious geniuses like these are the types of things that i'm going to be learning about and knowing for the show so i hope you guys are happy this this book is nice Nice hardcover, nice little audio for the nice hardcover for for the podcast listeners to know that I am committed to the show and learning more about the lore. Um, If you thought that I bought a hardcover book just for a bit, 
you you may know me, but <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that might be accurate. <laughs> Let's move on to talk about some news here. As previously alluded, we had a couple of tournaments that happened. Uh, Heroes Hearth Fight Night is back Thursdays. Um, just this was the, uh, I believe, the first tournament that was played on set two, um, and this was casted by Crowen and Casanova, the original Heroes Hearth uh, caster. So obviously, a, a nice cast and crew there. Um, uh, Playing out the the Heroes Earth tournament was was a really fun one to watch. Did see a little bit, you know, saw a little bit of that Predator, saw a little light, a lot of Berserker Poison as well. Really great tournament. If you guys are uh, Diamond level players and above, uh, if you go to our Discord, discord.me slash the Legends Podcast, you can actually find the link in the resources channel to sign up for Fight Nights uh to at least have a chance to get in i know they're always looking for new players and uh it's a really great event and the heroes earth uh folks are just great to work they're with. wonderful they're absolutely wonderful they run a really great tournament they treat the players and the staff extremely well and mm. uh, i want them to do more stuff and <laughs> uh <laughs> i want you guys to show your support so every other thursday is when those are um so check that out and uh we actually saw as a little spoiler. I'd say go go watch it, but as a little spoiler, uh, Raditz actually took that one down. Back to back champion. He is he's that guy that if you go, I bet if you, I bet if you're listening to this right now, and you go onto a top Twitch streamers uh, channel right now, at least during ranked, it's a little bit harder with normals. But if you go into a top Twitch streamers channel right now, he's probably in the lobby with them. Yeah. <laughs> Between him and Sphinx, they're in every lobby. I see. It's like, oh, Hoff- oh, it looks like Sphinx is in Hafu's channel. Is in Hafu's It's like, game. do they have? Are these multiple people? Right. <laughs> how is this possible? How is he always in Scar's games? Yeah. Right. Like, how is that? How is that always happening? Also, Raid, it's like he he streams like at weird hours for my time. I don't know where he's actually located. If he streams in the middle of the night for him, or if he just lives somewhere else where it's not the middle of the night. But I like on the weekend will like be up until like one or two in the morning watching him. And then I'll go to sleep, come back at like nine or 10 AM. And he's just like still there playing. I'm like, what? (laughs) How are you still streaming? (laughs) He's just a man. I like how you're like, he's still there. Yeah. But I mean, it's nice to have familiarity. You know what I mean? To to feel close to your streamers like that. Yeah. Uh, and Raditz is a super cool guy. And uh, he took it down. And it's just one of the best players. Just like always in there. Uh, just like grinding. Like like the definition of uh, uh, of a tournament grinder. So huge yep. shout outs to him. And we'll be seeing him back at the next one. But uh, Boop, why don't you tell us a little bit about the tournament that we casted? So it was the... Alka Cruz Esports TFT Invitational. Um, and so basically this was a very different kind of tournament since we had to go into like normal lobbies. So uh, right. each lobby had four and three players. And what was really cool about it is some of them were like friends of ours from the Overwatch mm-hmm. world. 
and so we got uh, a couple we we got a we got a couple digs into some of our friends which is <laughs> nice um and it was great because two people who ended up working for this who worked for the same company mm-hmm. um ended up in the finals yep. and so like there was uh there was some nice storylines there uh but the big thing was it was like the first time that they had used this particular software mm-hmm. and the software is actually really cool where it was able to take the streams of four different people and you could control it kind of like a spectate mode Mm -hmm. without having them actually stream to their separate accounts so all of the viewers coming to one channel Mm -hmm. which was which is a little bit more traditional esportsy uh which i which i really liked and that's why we were saying bemi uh is such a good uh person they were our producer for 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 this invitational Mm -hmm. and it was awesome uh teebs ended up winning it in the end and uh, that's where i learned about the poison uh predator you know ionic spark (laughs) yeah because i remember uh lev just like all of a sudden was like wait a second wait does Ionic Spark yeah. trigger the Predator bonus? And then we saw it happen, and like I, I think he even said, "This is this is the thing I'm going to play later." Right? right? Like that's so I pog champed on on camera. I was like, "Oh, what?" Because yeah. I, I remember thinking, like, I'm like, Kogma with Ionic Spark. That doesn't really seem that great. I mean, I guess like you're getting like the you're getting the magic buff, but that doesn't seem great. And then I'm like, wait. Does it trigger? <laughs> what? Does it trigger, then, guys? Like, I, I, remember, I, I remember seeing it, like, in an earlier match. Like, I believe it was Teebs both times was running it. And and she had a Kog'Maw with an Ionic Spark. And I didn't I, – I, I made a mental note to be like, that's an interesting choice. Didn't think anything of it. And then in a later game, I saw that she put two Ionic Sparks on the Kog'Maw. And that's when the light flipped for me. And I'm like – Oh, it triggers the predator. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it triggers. It was. It was. It was such a great revelation. And then, of course, uh, Professor messaged me afterwards, and it's like, also, Ludens triggers it, and uh, uh, Ionic, not Ionic Spark, um, Static Shiv also triggers it. So really cool i mean we're seeing it it's a little bit more meta now um i think it was it was a little you know kind of going into this tournament i think keen i believe it was either keen or solace i don't remember which streamer kind of like popularized the like uh, yeah you can if you can get like a, a you know a tier three rexi tier three kogma like all of those units are all like one and two costs like you can get it pretty strong yeah so i had a tier three in this game and i ended up getting a third ionic spark and so i was like i'll just put it on the skarner why not yeah and skarner never died because i always forget that shields are affected by ap right right? and since it's a large rod plus uh plus the spark uh plus the negatron cloak it was like huge shields i had never seen a level three skarner before because like why and so this is why yeah yeah no it was so much fun man but not for everyone else it was for me i think i won like 16 (laughs) or 17 games in a row um but i had a blast yeah i i love that comp it's just now it's i mean this is this is almost like this is the 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 push and pull of tft in general right in your lobby like you were the the innovator of it in a way for the lobby it's like you got it you ran it you knew how to do it you crushed with it I tried to force it. Like I'm like, nope, nope. Putting the blinders on. I'm get. I'm picking the Rexi off the carousel, and I'm going for it. Uh, <laughs> and it didn't work out for me. Uh, <laughs> it, it didn't because because you know 
when three other people are also picking up all the predators and like when I know, mm-hmm. so what I do now is if I see, if I have extra gold and I see a predator, I'm just going to pick it up just to cut it from the hyper roller. I, same thing with light. Like I'm favoring yeah, these yeah, light yeah, yeah. and predator units. Cause it's like, well, I don't want this guy to get his vein, his tier three vein early or his tier three cogma early. I'm just going to hold right. him. Sometimes I'll even take it, even if it costs me a gold, just cause like, I think, I mean, that's, that's probably not a good strategy, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I don't want I them mean, to get it. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the big thing, right? It's just like, how, how, how are you going to keep other people from getting it now too? Right. Because right. if you get the ionic sparks, like why wouldn't you, like if you got two cloaks and two large rods, like you got to go that comp, right? Yeah. Uh, early on so it's uh it's just a matter of do i want to fall victim to this or do i want to run it i think it's gonna go the way of kind of like it's got to get nerfed like ionic spark has just been such a hard weapon uh or hard item to balance ever since the beginning same thing with shiv just like passive bonus uh damage right and they put something like predator in there like uh there's just like those there are a couple things uh that i'm like huh is this balanced but then i run the same thing and it like falls off super late game, right? right? Like there, there are people who, um, no, uh, I mean, no hate to the people in my lobby, um, because they're my friends. So I guess yeah, hate. Um, I hate you all. <laughs> Actually, nothing uh, but hate. In fact, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Literally, I have nothing but hatred of you. Um, but you know, I think other people might be able to counter that a little bit better a little later on. But I mean, it, I just developed such a lead with the Cogmon by getting that level three so early right. and no one else was running predators. And I got the level three Skarner, you know, this, 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 and that it was, right. it was, uh, it was a good time. Right. I, I, and I think like, that's exactly m- sort of my counter argument to the, Oh, well it's, it's OP is like, yeah, but like in my lobbies, when three people are trying to go for it, it's not. Same yep. kind of with Void Assassin a little bit. Like one player still could possibly get out. Uh, like, and if they killed another early one, like then they end up being really good. This does not feel like Void Assassin because um, it's not as strong. I don't think. No, it's definitely not actually. And then B also, there are fewer copies of each individual one cost unit so it is harder if, if another person is going for it so yeah yeah and um i think positioning had a lot to do with me winning too like mm. the cause something that we noticed uh in in the alka cruise uh situation was uh you can position to make sure the kogma only gets a couple triggers off it's like okay to take a couple hits but you got to kill the kogma at a certain point in time because right. it just lives long enough it will get you right. right so you just got to position correctly to make sure that it doesn't right that's why you put that's why you put all three ionic sparks on the on the skarner and then they just cry uh you're never <laughs> killing that thing <laughs> gotta love it when your lobby cries man that's for sure <laughs> that is basically what we're doing but to soak up some of those tears, you can pull out your wallets and buy some of the new True Damage Collection Little Legends, the Louis Vuitton oh my God, crossover. So good. I uh, I don't know if I want to just if I want to say on stream how much money I spent on those eggs, but uh, all <laughs> I'll say is that I have a uh, tier three at least of one of each of the three of them. So, uh, you can either say that I got really super lucky and only bought, uh, what would the minimum be? Nine, nine. eggs. Um, that, that's that's not the case. 
I may have multiple choices. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, I remember seeing that video and being like, like, <laughs> so I can't eat gluten, right? Mm. It was like the same as when I see like a donut, right? Right? It was like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god! Like my face started getting hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like I had to like grasp the table, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna spend so much money on these eggs. And then, yeah. like, I was playing with uh, in that lobby, and Kenobi has one in it. It plays Giants, right? Which is like a bot, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, and the funny thing is, too, it was like, oh, I'm gonna buy them right now. And then the store was broken, and uh... so I was like, thank God the store is broken because <laughs> I I'd, I'd just straight up be poor right now right. Um, if if that was if that wasn't the case. But I'm going. I'm probably gonna do exactly what you did, dude. I am probably going to buy like 15 to 20 eggs because i want to level three too yeah uh so i think i i've played with all three of them and i've tested out the the emotes which of course is my most important thing is, of course is what their emotes are so who which which one of the three is your favorite i like the one with the long sleeves mm-hmm. um the, the one that looks kind of like a cat i gotta i got i don't know their names um, i know the one I, one is kiki that's oh. the, that's the <laughs> one is Kiki. Little that's legend. the little. That's the one that is Kiana, the Kiana. Okay. One. Yeah. 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 Then yeah, there's yeah. the one that I call the Lucio one, <laughs> and then there's the. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kiki, Osia, Osia, and Melisma. I don't know which one's which. Kiki is the little cat. Is the mouse. Okay. Keep going. Kiki is the mouse one. That's the one that I like. That's the one with the that's like Kiana. Kiki Kiana. Okay. Uh let's see. I can't tell what the other ones are. They don't have the names. I think I think I like I think I like all of them. Can I say that? Uh, you like, can it's all... a cop out answer, but you can't say that. Uh, oh, I I know it's a cop out answer, <laughs> man. Like I'm Which uh, one are you planning everyone. on using first? That's what I'll say. Okay. If you had a, if you it's had like, the level like three of your choice. choice, dude, um, I would probably go with. I'm looking at him now. I think I think I'd go with uh, Kiki. It's a good one. Yeah, Kiki has good has good emotes too. Yeah, Kiki's the, got good energy. The cool thing is that all of them have at least one emote that has like a little like it like it has music associated with it. Yep. Like it will play a little bit of the true damage music. Which Giants. Like... It's a bop, dude. Have you listened to oh, it? Oh, it's a bop. I thought you said it's a bot. I didn't understand what you said. You're like, Giants, which is a bot, by the way. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to go along with this. <laughs> no, no. Gi- Giants <laughs> yes, is and a, It is such a good song. I love it. I did not uh, I did not know that was what it was called, but I did watch the world's opening ceremony, which was in insanely good it really does make the super bowl halftime show look like actual garbage (laughs) like it makes it look like a like middle school like uh like band recital like it it is just it it reminded me of like the olympics right you know what i mean like it was like it was like up there with an olympics opening ceremony and i so i used to actually work in that industry so when i say i worked for a game company that's kind of underselling it so we did like a lot of like interactive technologies so like 
like uh being able to make that work and interactive the projection mapping involved like that stuff is was like really hard 10 years ago but now i mean it's gotten so popular that a lot of people have been able to get get really good at it so Mm -hmm. it's become cheaper too but that probably costs them at least a couple like i mean that's got to be closer to the millions right because they had to have all of those people record those videos right for each one of those bots right so you're paying the artists extra money Mm -hmm. on this just the scrim just the screen i don't know if you noticed the big the big square screen um Mm -hmm. surrounding the stage that that's a ton of money Right. right and uh you know, and the fact that like it was like a rehearsed dance and stuff, like oh, that yeah. was only that was only a thing you like saw like on America's Got Talent on like a super small scale. This was probably one of the biggest scaled interactive three D performances that I have ever seen. And it just goes to show that you don't need the glasses. You know what I right. mean? Like imagine if like they're like, All right, put on your three D glasses now. And <laughs> you're right. like, No, it takes you out of like the whole thing, but um it was it was beautiful man that stuff is yeah. hard to do someone had to animate all of that and then put it together with the music together with the choreography mm-hmm. and have all the artists be there and record everything like that 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 opening ceremony made esports better absolutely like it, like i don't know if overwatch could just throw that up on a stage and play a couple songs anymore well <laughs> I don't think that they should have done it this year, but I have uh, differing opinions. But there's like, that. but there's like a there there's like something to strive for now. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Like, it's 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 like a big deal. What what they what they did? They made esports like they gave it the pageantry that I think right. a lot of people in traditional sports are used to. But they to see that for a gaming event, I think, can change a lot of people's minds. Right. That music and the pageantry, like you said, is really like a common divide between or yeah, a common, not common divide, but like a common piece between traditional sports and esports that everyone can understand. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, well, that's just like video game stuff and people up on a stage. It's like, no, that's just actually a performance. And it's better yeah. than the one that you're doing most it, it of the was time. Like closer, it, it's like why you like going to Cirque du Soleil, right? Do right. I know anything about Cirque du Soleil? No. But when I go, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have any information going into this, right? But this is this is freaking cool. Yeah, I understand and, and appreciate what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can, like, you saw that opening ceremony, and you're like, wow. Like, you just saw the dollar bills. And when the trophy opened up. Oh, that, that Louis was, Vuitton trunk. Oh. Yeah, and it just like opened oh, up, and like yeah. I bet, I bet the whole time that's all anyone was thinking about during that performance was please have the box open, please have the box open in time, please have because right. that would have been like the one thing that could ruin it all. Right, is if and they had to have someone like go up and open it and then like clunkily pull it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you because you know esports and holding trophies, it's a oh, yeah. it's a very interesting relationship. Right, um, especially um, uh, during uh, the StarCraft days when they try to get the get the winners to open champagne. <laughs> there's a there's a really funny like video on YouTube of a compilation of all the StarCraft winners trying <laughs> trying to open champagne and like <laughs> one of them knows how to do it. Wow. Yeah, it's hilarious. And like them trying to hold the trophies. Like there's a there's it's kind of a thing, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, but no man, that was that was good. That was good. But yeah. I want that pageantry to stay in all of esports and that's only gonna help TFT as we bring it back uh in the end, because if Riot's brand gets noticed, then TFT right. 
well too and we'll talk about it a little later in our opinion pieces but yes. i think like the thing about tft right now that they're striving for and the reason why step two is so different is they needed to make this feel like another game as opposed to another game mode like a ram right you can't right. like you can play a ram a ram's fun but a ram's fun because there's league of legends like tft can be right. fun without league of legends in my opinion oh, um, i mean it was because auto babblers is, are just awesome it is for i mean it is for a lot of people myself included like i'm not in i'm not playing league of legends proper very much at all yep so it yeah it's irrespective of that honestly and I'll so now that we're like moving towards a point where it feels like a fuller experience, it's expanded. There's more space. The characters look better. Mm-hmm. There's more strategy involved. The balance is actually pretty great right now, right. right? They've got to make TFT feel like its own thing or else it's going to fail. And when league does that, it shows that that's the kind of stuff that's in the back of their minds because I am mm-hmm. still worried about when legends of Rutero releases based uh, on the player base. But other than that, like I'm feeling pretty good about TFT in general. The auto battler, the auto the auto battler scene seems to be pretty pretty good, right? Doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it's going away. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we're going to see seeing a lot of indie companies make some auto battlers. Might see like a random one come up and uh, try to take over. But in the end, TFT is I think the the standard right now. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is, and we've seen some like indie companies try to make like clones like early on like the, like the, a week before underlords came out there was probably like four or five like copycat type of auto battler like mobile auto battlers that like tried to come out and and there's like a netties one as well and like they just don't they, they they don't compare but yeah i do believe you know tft is is the standard of quality for what it needs to be i think it's you know tft um dota underlords and now sort of like hearthstone battlegrounds is like kind of like in a even a different direction they they all have their own feel and it's not like oh well this is just yeah. another auto battler with this skin on it or this is you know auto chess with this skin on it it's like these are three very distinct games they all are in that same genre and the same in the same way that like mm-hmm. Fortnite and Overwatch and CS:GO are all kind of shooters even though they're very different from each other. Well, I think a I think like a better like example of the bad way is like almost all of the battle royales feel the same to me, right? You drop out of a thing in the sky, you go get loot right. chests, you camp a spot and then you kill everybody. Apex, Fortnite, um whatever Realm that Royale uh, was different. Yeah, Realm Royale, they, right? They messed it up. They messed that game up. That was. I actually really liked Realm Royale. I, I loved Realm. Mm, I, I don't want to get into it because I literally get depressed um, when I think about that game. Turning um, into a chicken at the end was super fun. Uh, anyway, the but like all of those like have like the same concept, just like mm-hmm. the other auto battlers do. But those three games seem more interchangeable than Underlords, TFT, and Battlegrounds. Like Battlegrounds is like totally my opinion right. and everything else. Um, they they were obviously going for something different, which right. I think was a good idea for them. Um, you know, and Underlords was first, so they'll always be like the most. Um, uh, they'll be the originator, right? And TFT, I think, well, is the shiniest. Technically, right? not the originator. It's uh, yeah, Drodo, auto chess. Dota. Drodo, Dro- yeah, actual auto chess is the originator, yeah. But, they, but but you know what I mean, right? Like that yeah. that that's a that's a spiritual successor, <laughs> right? And so, um, but each one of the you know even the fact that in uh, Underlords the bases are squares versus the hexagons in and the way items work like they feel like totally different experiences as opposed to when i play apex versus fortnite which they feel pretty much the same to me 
they're very similar, at least at a, at a high level for sure. But we don't need to get into that. No one wants to hear about Fortnite ever. No one, no one ever wants to hear about Fortnite. Uh, maybe someone does. But we are going to jump into a quick break, and we're going to be back with some high concept stuff, some uh, some of your guys' comps from the Discord, and all that good jazz. But we'll be talking about that when we come back from the break. You know, humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? Huh. It hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles. Neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge to add you gimmicky features for their razors. They focus on what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, easy glide, and low price. Do us a favor. Check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just two bucks a blade. Harry's is just super convenient. The blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know. You get a free refund. It's as easy as that. Listeners of the Little Legends podcast can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. Welcome back, everyone. The Little Legends Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the break. We are back. I'm ready to talk about some stuff. We got some... Got some topics we got in here. We'll see how it goes. We'll get a little, <laughs> we, little, little back and we forth. We got topics. I mean, this, Welcome this, to this podcast. We got topics. This, folks. this episode's been pretty free flowing. We've just been kind of going with it. We don't have we don't have we don't have a, a patch to talk about yet. We'll have one next week, but we're just kind of going with it. So yeah, um, we're being philosophical, philosophical in our nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Um, you took that a little differently than I would have, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I, don't I know appreciate where your commitment. Uh, yeah, you got to commit to the bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got no transition from that. Um, nope. We got the our Mort retort here section. Uh, like I mentioned, Mort again. Shout outs for jumping into the game night, playing a game with us. It was really cool. Um, one other thing that got confirmed uh, by Mort on Twitter was actually from Kamer the Gamer. Uh, this was an interesting interaction that I wasn't sure of because there's not a, um, you know, there's not a specific hierarchy of abilities and, uh, you know, passive versus active abilities, uh, and traits. So one thing that Kamer was actually asking about is like, Hey, does true damage? So like Rek'Sai's ability go through crystal because crystal says, you only take you can only take 100 damage maximum or 60 damage whatever tier you have but true damage says it's not done by damage mitigator it ignores magic resistance and armor so it's like what which one which one of these two rules trumps the other and mort mm-hmm. did confirm that true damage actually trumps it um which is interesting and i mean it's just a good thing to know but the reason i kind of brought it up is that one thing that we don't have for league of or not for league of legends for team fight tactics right now is that sort of like hierarchical almost like order of operations um, like the food pyramid right like the food, like <laughs> the food pyramid or like order of operations in math or like i mean magic the gathering is very much 
uh, it's very precise and there's lots and lots of documentation and whatnot on like what works in what ways and specific rules interactions. So that in terms of the actual core of the rules, there's no sort of uh, ambiguity. You know exactly what's going to work in what way, or you, you can at least look it up. Whereas in TFT, we don't have that. So it's like right now it's like, well, which one trumps the other? Let's just find out. So, well, it's kind of like when, um, oh, I have it in my head. Is it going to stay there? Force. No, no, no. It was Rageblade where it reads yes. that it's stacked like infinitely, but then right. they're like, no, 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 no. It actually doesn't. Right. Um, it, we, we need something that's just like a clarification because like, I feel like in every patch they have something that's like clarify tooltip for this. Right. And um, if someone could just like be a doll and put that all together, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Right. And I don't know what the actual answer to that is because you're not going, we're not going to have the, well, maybe we would, but I doubt we're going to have the, you know, comprehensive uh, abilities interactions guide for Teamfight Tactics. It would be, maybe it would be kind of cool to do that. Uh, yeah. If someone wants to be a doll right. and <laughs> create the comprehensive, t- <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I, I would use it. If someone just wants to give me all the actually nope nope I'm not volunteering myself for anything remotely like that because that's I can already imagine <laughs> I just like but b- before I finish that sentence I just saw my life flash before my eyes and it was just <laughs> me around like surrounded by like in a library that was burning down and being like why did I choose this um, <laughs> what I don't is this yeah so um but it just made me think like oh well. One of these just trumps the other, and I don't necessarily have a reason to believe. I, I don't. Looking at the abilities, I don't have a reason to believe one over the other right now. If there was like yeah. a always abilities trump traits, if that was the case, like every time a specific ability on a on a hero or on a champion would always trump the trait of a champion. So like in this case, Rek'Sai's true damage ability trumps the trait of Crystal, and that was just a universal rule. Okay, we get a little bit of clarification. Well, I think like true damage feels universal. You know what I mean? But maybe not to everybody, if that makes sense, right? Like, like to me, when I when I hear yeah. true damage, like I'm like that's just the damage, right? But when you right. and then you think about it, you're like maybe not. And if you have any, maybe not. Then I think it requires clarification. Right. Well, what was the? Oh, there was an interaction I was thinking of earlier. Okay, so does true damage? go through immunity then like steel buff mm. like if you're immune does true damage happen i would i would assume so because i would assume damage. not i don't know though that's the thing that's what i'm saying it's like <laughs> there's no it's it's just based on the wording and the i guess the feel of it there's no reason for me to believe that one trumps the other and we're a perfect we didn't talk about this beforehand we both think the opposite at least like inherently i i don't have a good reason to we just assume the opposite so maybe maybe there's a way to clarify that or like have like again you don't want to one thing that you don't want to do in design is just clutter up things and be like oh well rexize bite is actually a tier three ability and will trump any tier two traits and tier two abilities it's like <laughs> that's just very confusing and doesn't need maybe on the yeah. back end they could do that, but you don't need to do that, at least in the tooltip or anything. I don't know, maybe there's just not a good way to do it. Um but it was just something well, that I thought. Well, like was I said, 
if someone wants to be a doll, right? <laughs> we will we will reward you by using your content, right? True. There's got to be someone at Mobilytics who's just like chomping at the bit for this, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, if someone has the guide of like every single interaction, <laughs> then yes, we will talk about it yeah, on the show. Easy stuff. I'll pay you in in hugs. I will pay you in pages of the uh, League of Legends Realms of Runeterra official companion readings. So if you want an uh, uh, audiobook version, I will read pages for you. But not the whole thing. Just just some pages. Um, <laughs> you're gonna, I can't give away the whole cow. <laughs> gotta, gotta sell <laughs> you can't give away the whole cow, yep. but I'll give away a goat. But I'll certainly give away a goat or two. Uh, <laughs> that's, what my, that's what my grandma used to say. Yep. Don't give away the whole cow, Blevy. Just give him a goat or two. <laughs> How'd you know? I don't know why my grandmother called me Blevy. Grandma? Gra- Was that you? Grandma? My, n- neither of my grandmas ever sounded like that. <laughs> or called me Blevy. Um, let's go and talk. We talked. To- Good old Blevy. Good old Blevy. Even though my na- last name is also Blevins, and so is everyone in the family, I'm going to distinguish you as Blevy. Um, um, love it. Yeah, I, I, I love it too. Um, we talked about our uh, a lot of the meta stuff, so let's just jump right into our opinion pieces right now. And we touched a little bit on this. Um, hyper rolling. It is, I think a lot of people at the higher level, at least from what I've seen on streams and talked about is like right now we're kind of in a hyper roll meta. And I don't think, I think if one end of it is void assassins and the other end is it's, uh, I guess the, if the other end is what the end of set one was where it was like, you still have the ability to hyper roll, but your payoff is just not there. Like you can't go guns like gunslingers yeah. isn't good. Um, you know, any, any of the hyper roll stuff is just not that great. If those are the two ends. I think we're leaning closer to void assassins, but we're pretty far from it. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I, I just want to talk a little bit boop with what, what are your feelings on hyper rolling? I mean, maybe this meta specifically with hyper roll and like, what do you feel about hyper rolling as a legitimate and potentially strong or even tier one or S tier strategy in TFT? Well, okay. So hyper rolling is really interesting because I think when you think about it, like originally, if you, if you're only looking at the top cake layer, Mm -hmm. right, it seems like the lowest of like the, of difficulty, right. I'm just going to roll until I have what I need. Right. Um, uh, And I think some people do consider it like that. But in the end, is that really true? I don't think so. Right. I think knowing when to roll, because everyone, uh, something that we noticed during that tournament was a lot of hyper rolling. And like before we would cast and set one, and people would be sitting at over 50 gold like the whole time. Right. But uh, during this tournament, people would get to 50 gold and then just spend all their gold and then get to 50 and then spend their gold. But with the whole thing of transitioning being like so important in this particular meta, I think it's uh, it's just a lot harder uh, to just say, all right, I'm going to hyper roll now. And in terms of tempo, I think it's, it's more than I'm going to press this button over and over to get my comp. Right, I think there's a there's a lot deeper strategy involved to it, um, and I think it's the most fun way to play. Like, who doesn't love spending money? Right, right. So, um, uh, and and when it works, it feels good. That's like the other thing about hyper rolling that I, I think people don't really think about is 
Um, when you win, you want it to feel good, right? And when you hyper roll and you get everything you need, that's one of the greatest feelings in TFT. And that's something that you want to recreate over and over again. So, uh, but when it's just that, that's where it's a problem, right? You do need that kind of diversity. But I, I think we have it, though. I think we have it as well. I think that we're still very early in the meta. And even if hyper rolling is a good strategy right now, like I mentioned from my lobbies, like it will somewhat naturally uh, quell itself a bit, I believe. The other thing I would say is that I, I actually think just from my own sort of learning the uh, sort of intervals and the strategy for hyper rolling, I think that it might actually be harder to do well than mm. just like slow leveling and like getting to 50 gold and then only spend you know only taking off the top and spending off the top of your 50 and like slow leveling up i think that's actually a, a relatively easy thing to do it's like oh well i've got 64 gold so i'm gonna spend 14 gold i can buy a unit here or there i can just spend it in increments of four and level up and do nothing else like that's not actually yep. that hard of a strategy to to figure out it's like sell your guys, get to intervals of 10 until you get to 50, and then only spend above 50. That's it. And then all you need to know mm -hmm. is like what your comp is. For hyper-rolling, it's like, okay, do you want to... Um, do you need to int because does your does your hyper roll strategy involve a specific item do you need to lose on purpose at the beginning do you need to go yep. on a lose streak to get gold how much how much losing can you do to get to that next level of uh that next increment of um interest are you able to hyper roll if you're at that like one uh one stage before you get that natural level if you're only at 30 gold do you need to be at 50 can you do it exactly with 20 gold what are your chances if you do it at 28 gold or 30 gold um then it's like okay you rolled 40 of your 50 gold and you didn't get there or you rolled 20 of your 40 gold and you did like and you got only a certain far do you you only got to a certain point you still need three more Nasus and three more veins. Do you keep going? Do you not? Like there's actually a ton of decisions to be made. They're just yep. all in a short period of time, which actually in my mind makes it harder. The, the number mm -hmm. of times, like I don't have the APM and I don't know the, the, um, I don't know the comp well enough to actually do it well right now. Like I can't hyper roll predators well enough because I'm not fast enough. I end up like rolling and then I'm like, okay, I need to buy, I'm like buying all the predators, but it's like, well, I don't need just the predators, right? I need to think like, am I going to go poison predators? Am I going to go berserker? Like, okay. And it's like, I've got all these like three costs. It's like, okay, maybe I don't do that. Maybe, I, I might be just doing it wrong, but that, that proves my point even more is that there's actually a lot yep. of strategy to it. There's so many decisions to be made. I think hyper rolling, like you said, is a, it's one of the most fun things. I think it's actually one of the more skill intensive things yeah. to do in the game. And it is extremely rewarding if you get it. Cause like getting, getting a tier three unit is one of the like pillars of fun in auto battlers getting a unit that has like a bunch of items and you're doing something cool. That's another pillar getting your exodia comp is another pillar. And then also just like spending your money and rolling down is another really fun <laughs> like pillar of uh, the auto battler auto battler genre and you get to kind of do all of that with with hyper -rate. right so. yeah yeah i know and th that's why i was saying like it's it's so much deeper than people give it credit for mm -hmm. just in general right like uh hyper roll just sounds like let it ride yeah. right um and <laughs> let I think, it rip. yeah exactly <laughs> i think it feels way lucky way luckier than it actually is because mm -hmm. while there's a lot of rng in this game it's not 
it's how you utilize the fact that there is RNG, right? right? How you take advantage of how the RNG works in the game, right? right. Sometimes you just get shit RNG, and, yeah. that, and that happens. But the thing about hyper-rolling is you get it or you don't, right? You're going to lose the game because you hyper-rolled, or, you, or you might get top four, but it's still not even a, like, I'm going to win. Because if everyone's right. hyper-rolling, then there might be a ton of level three units, and, you know, this isn't that. And then or you not. go... And, <laughs> Yeah, and then you go into the whole fact that then items come in, right? right? And those kinds of levels are exactly what you want out of this game, right? Uh, Hyper-rolling might feel a little strong right now, but but you, like you said, knowing when to pull the trigger is mm -hmm. one of like the hardest things in all games, especially games that require patience, right? right. Um, for all of you Hearthstone fans, one of the biggest, I think... Uh, things that are similar is when you were playing Zulok, right? When do I trade? When do I go face? Right. Right. Like there's, there's a point where you just start going face. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think like hyper rolling is kind of that it's all right. Like, is it time? Do I do it now? Am I the correct level? Are the percentages in my favor? Right. Is the lobby like, or, oh man, I see someone else is going white right now and I have 50 gold, but they only have 30. It might be a good time to hyper roll right now. Right. Right. Yeah, scouting um, is probably thing not going to be at Yeah, and so you, and then, and then you go for it, right? And I like the fact that the game helps people make that kind of decision because for some people, that kind of play is brutal, right? There are people out there who never pull the trigger, right? right. Who just get like frozen in in, in fear, and that's why they play control free. <laughs> or you know or 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 some type of like controlly type of deck as right. opposed to one that you're going to have to one that you're always playing defense right and those do uh, that does exist in tft in the sense of like um you know getting the 50 gold you know uh using xp down to 50 mm -hmm. getting to level seven and then hyper rolling like it was in set one but this time around it's it's so different everyone seems to be rolling at different times which i think right. is like even more fun Mm -hmm. um, because it's like, all right, I'm going for it, and then you don't get it, and then it gives someone else the opportunity to do exactly what you did, try to get the same units you did, and uh, with the changes in terms of hero, where there are less, especially level one cost units, mm -hmm. like I think you gotta roll for them, especially if you're going for that level three vein. You're never gonna get it unless you hyper roll, right? Unless you get excessively lucky. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that just yeah, I, we're in agreement here, and I think. We just need to. I think it's just a good message to get out because it, you know, aggro decks in Hearthstone or in Magic get the same sort of bad rap where it's like, oh, well, you're playing mono red in, in Magic or you're playing uh, Face Hunter in Hearthstone. It's like, oh, well, this is a no brain deck, just go face. It's like, well, are you weaving in your hero powers every turn to maximize your damage? Right. Do you find right. that you, like, oh, it's like, uh, Face Hunter is just such a it's just such a coin flip. Like I either draw the right cards or not. It's like, well, you're playing a card from your hand every turn instead of like going one drop, then on two using your hero power, then on three using your hero power and playing a one drop. Instead, you're going a one drop, a two drop, a three drop, and it's like people just naturally do that, and they're missing out on that. You know, it's like little things like that that I think hyper rolling also has that I just you know. Mm -hmm. You, you got to think about it at that level. And I think a lot of the top tier players see that, but especially if you're in a lobby, like if, if you're in a lobby with uh, the, like you were in boop where like if everyone that you were playing with, like, let's just pretend that was a normal lobby, not with your friends, everyone that you're playing with thinks like, Oh, well, uh, looks like hyper roll predators is just broken, man. He won. He crushed us. He didn't even take any damage for 17 rounds. Like it's just unbeatable. It's like void assassins. It's like, well, 
no. <laughs> well, yes, if you let it happen, but actually no, uh, because there's there's just stuff you can do about it. So it, it, it's just the type of thing that I think needs yeah. more. And you're weaving in XP there too, right? Like exactly. you also have to think about what level you are, because if you fall too mm-hmm. behind, then you, you're like, and you don't have your level three units to compensate for a lack of leveling, then you're then you're effed, mm-hmm. right? And and you're just gonna not get top four. So hyper rolling deserves a spot. It's one of those like strategies. It's the, the same thing as having aggro decks in Hearthstone versus mm-hmm. control decks mm-hmm. in Hearthstone, right? It's the same exact thing. This would fall more on the Zulok, the face hunter mm-hmm. side of things, where something like Ocean Mage or, you know, your shadow comps are going to fall a little bit closer to your controly side. Right. Um, because some, some of those... Because some of those, like, if you're going for Mystics and stuff, those are expensive, right? right? So, or like Zed, for example, like mm-hmm. those are those are expensive. You got to save money so you can get there, and then when you get there, you gotta, you're going to have to have the money so you can get your Zed to level two, and you, you're going to have to play the game totally different. Yep. And you're just going to have to beef it in the mid game while other people are hyper rolling and mm-hmm. hope you just finish it off late game, right? Just like a, a warrior deck in Hearthstone. Right, uh, and uh, that's why that's why it's in the game, right? It's it's one of those things I hope is always in the game and should have its time in the spotlight. Just like there was a phase where it was all aggro decks. Remember mm-hmm. aggro shaman back in the day in Hearthstone, oh, super sure toxic, do. right? Uh, with like those jades and stuff, oh, uh, yeah, and jades then... and four mana seven sevens and two mana three fours. Yeah, and... uh, uh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah flame wreath fl- faceless, and you know there there was that, and then there was like a very long time, most recently, where it was all control oriented and mm-hmm. the game like freeze when freeze mage is good, right? Yep. The games are twenty three, you know, thirty minutes long, and right. they 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 all get a chance to shine, and there's gonna be someone on the other side that's like, I think there needs to be more of this. And it's like, yeah, cool. Everyone's got preferences, man. I like apples. You like oranges. And right. sometimes apples are in season and sometimes right. oranges are in season. <laughs> and it yeah. changes with the weather. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get our opportunity again. Yeah. I just want to... That was a very apt metaphor that I did not expect to go it, that well. It was extremely apple. Uh, nice. I just, nice. That was really bad. That, we went yeah. from app apt to just completely not even close to apt yeah, but yeah. I, I just i like that hyper rolling exists i agree with you i want it to be in the game and i'm fine with it being a tier one strategy it's just and i think mort actually addressed this on his stream as well uh it just can't be unbeatable right there needs to be counterplay to it and i think that there is right now so We'll move on from that. This one will probably be a little bit shorter, but Boob, what is your favorite synergy right now to play? Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't need to be the best synergy for you, but just like your favorite one to actually complete and play. Um, it might be Ionic Spark Predators. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I say that because of how upset everyone got. Mm-hmm. Like That kind of power really got to my head, mm-hmm. and I just want to feel that again. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't feel that in the rest of my yeah. life. And I really felt it then. I felt I felt like I could beat up a buffalo with my bare hands. <laughs> uh, and I, I want that feeling over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I've always said, I think aesthetically, ocean looks really cool together. Right. Um, like, visually, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm really, really digging uh, the Predator thing. And I usually go... I've always liked Rangers and... Um, light has a lot of characters that I think are really cool too. So I've been going light rangers a lot. Yeah. I, I got a level three kindred for the first time yesterday too. That wow. was cool. Wow. Yeah, that's um, pretty insane. 
Yeah, yeah. And so those are the two that I'm running. I'm kind of a meta slave. What about you? I, I like light as well. Um, it is A, it's very good. B, it can be hyper rolled. And C, it feels a lot like Nobles, which I was I was kind of a fan of Nobles throughout, like when it was you were. OP. I obviously really liked it. Then when it got nerfed and people were like, oh, it's not it's not good anymore. I was like, I think it might still be good. Then it kind of rose in prominence again. I'm like, I told you guys. Then it got nerfed again. It's like, I was with it kind of the whole time. I liked Nobles. It was always kind of a fallback comp for me. I knew how to run that, and I knew the itemization and whatnot for it. I like that. Light feels similar to Nobles, but different in a lot of ways. Um, a, obviously, you don't need to have your – you don't need to get the Kale. Um, you don't need that five Thank cost. God. You don't need that five cost. To cre- yeah. You, you don't need a five cost unit to make the comp actually work at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like you can build it differently with with nobles. It was pretty much like, yeah, you kind of have to get like a Draven or a Jinx or something to like actually have your carry. Um, and then like you can itemize the other units in different ways, but it doesn't it, it doesn't really matter uh, with with light, like yes, the sort of standard is to stack the uh, the vein, you know, get some hyper carry items on the vein. But you can also you can make any unit a light unit, right? <laughs> like you have the ability with the spatula to get that to get you know a kindred to be light, which is insanely good to get. You can make Mundo a light if you really wanted to, and it feels different than Nobles because like the like you can change how you build it. And also depending on how the fight plays out, the build acts differently, right? Like if your Jax is the first thing to die and then that triggers this and that triggers this and that triggers this, like maybe your, your vein is your last one of this. It's doing super, it's doing super fast text. If the vein gets picked off early. Okay. Well then maybe your Jax or your NASA ends up being your last unit. Right. And you can like, so it's like, do you put all of your eggs into the vein? Do you put some onto the NASA, some onto the Jax or something or something else? Uh, there's just a lot of different ways to build it. And I think the best way is probably the vein, but I, I think that there's other ways to be explored. I think people are defaulting to like, okay, just put your Ranger sort of hyper carry uh, AD items on Vayne. But like, what if you put items you put on a war mods on Nasus, or, man? Yeah, or, or Nasus. Like, what if you make unkillable Nasus? That's probably pretty good too. Yeah. Um, well, the cool thing about it is like when you're watching too light, I feel like feels like you're behind a lot of yep. the time, and then all of a sudden you're like you're coming back, especially against like watching light versus summoners is one of my favorites. Because <laughs> um, yeah. yep. I mean, I feel like summoners might have a bit of an advantage there, but light can totally take that, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes moving forward. But I like I like the fact that you're coming from behind a lot, and that's just kind of right. how it works because of the heal, right? Like you you want some of them to die. Right, because that's how you get your advantage. It's in kind fact, of like a war of att- some of them to die. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a war of attrition at that point in time, right? right? Can you overcome the healing and and win this game, uh, or am, is the healing just going to be a little bit too much? And it also feels like, even though it's strong right now, and going up against it can feel a little frustrating. Like I also feel like a lot of the good comps right now have specific counters uh, right. too, mm-hmm. and that's why. Uh, and this goes into our next question. Is um, you know Mort mentioned that uh, he they really actually like where the game is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea is, do you agree with that? Right? Do you agree that the game? I think the game is probably in one of its most balanced points ever, right. which I think is huge for them because it's a new set with so many different mm-hmm. things. 
right? Like there are some characters that are strong, but there needs to be strong characters, right? right. There needs to be carries. And I see, I mean, when we were, we were casting, there were a ton of different comps that we saw uh, win. Right, because we saw that predator comp lose a couple times, right? Mm -hmm. But in my game, it was absolutely destructive, right. and and just the fact that the maps change, making other comps yes. better. Yes. Like when you have Cloud, then all of a sudden Kiana is one of the best characters in the game. Yes, right. And uh, the whole thing about Lux is really cool, right? Mm -hmm. You might not ever find the right Lux, uh, but if you do, then awesome, right? You're probably going to win. <laughs> Uh, especially yep. if you have your Nico's help available with you, and so uh, I, I I think it's in a in in a fantastic place, which is again why I think right now is probably one of the better times to start playing. It, it absolutely is, and I, I do think again I, I I say this with a grain of salt and cautiously optimistic about it because I'm not finding anything that's broken. With the except there are some bugs that exist, but uh, you know in terms of actual just balance and not not bugs. It does feel like it's in a really good spot. I it, it it feels like I can run in any given game. There are four to five legitimate strategies that I can go, and and that those are just distinctly different ones. There's obviously like uh, there's tweaks and changes within those. It's like oh, do I splash a little bit of Mystic? Do I splash Cloud here? Do I uh, do an early Mountain push or something like that? Like, do I do I stack a Mundo? Uh, try to go like Tier Three Mundo, which we saw in the tournament uh, on like a Mountain map or something. It's like there's so many different like actual comps that can get you a first place, which I don't think existed in set one because it was like okay, you can. At any given point, it's like, okay, you need to have hyper carry Draven. You need to have perfect nobles. You need to have, uh, you know, a stack Gnar and like six shapeshifters, something like that. Otherwise, it's like you're going for maybe top four. And there was no real, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. there's like three or four, like, I can get first with this comp ones. And like, you knew, like, relatively early on in the game if you were going to be even able to do that. And then it's like, well, I guess I'm just going to try to play for top four because I can't possibly mm -hmm. win. But here it feels like there's a lot more possibilities to to get first. And it could just be that we don't, as a as a community, we haven't dis determined the meta quite uh, well. The min-maxing is still happening. Yeah, the min-maxing is still happening. So I think it's going to get reduced a little bit. Some of these comps that I think are good now are probably going to get reduced uh, in terms of viability, at least a little bit, but it still, it feels like way better than, than set one did, uh, at this point in, in its life. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. And so that kind of leads me into the next thing, Blev, mm -hmm. as our last opinion piece is, uh, where do we go from here? Right. Uh, Mort's very happy. We've mm -hmm. talked about how this is a complete game, but if it stays like this forever, right, it's not, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a good thing, right? But like, what's next? What is, the, in your opinion? I know there's spectate mode, right? But right. in your opinion, in terms of game and gameplay, where do we go from here? Because it does feel like it's good, but we can't get complacent. What's the next step? Right. Next step is determine a not esports level, but a competitive play system. Is that a ranked ladder? Is that in-game tournaments that are played for whatever is it a um so is it something else that i can't think of off the top of my head we need that carrot at the end of the stick right is it just a mm -hmm. battle pass um that's all i mean there's many already established you know 
versions of that sort of carrot to get people to keep playing and wanting to play and incentivizing people to play outside of the just the fun of the game, which unfortunately in 2019 with all of our warped gamer mobile mobile binds, uh, we need that carrot or at least as a as a community want that carrot to. to keep There's playing. always going to be other options, right? right. And how, how are you going to make sure that the best option is still this one? Right, right, so we can keep doing this podcast, you know, selfishly, right? Oh, and so, like, uh, because they're going to do it to themselves with Legends of Runeterra, right? So, how do you how do you keep people playing both games as opposed to just committing to one? I get it, man. Well, they, I know how they're going to do it. They actually did this new thing. It's uh, called uh, Riot Life, where if you sign up, you actually get uh, 28 hours in a day instead of 24. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah that's, JK, that was a joke. Yeah, it's part because of we made we made Riot Game. <laughs> yeah, we made Riot Life, and uh, yeah. we are donating four of our hours in our day. We only have yep. twenty each, but you get twenty eight yep. in yours. Dude, congratulations, um, everyone! Yeah, it's gonna feel weird at first. It's like daylight savings time, but right. then you'll then you'll realize how you use it. But please don't use it for something stupid. Yeah, right. Like it can only be used use for Riot Games, actually. Yeah, we'll know if if, if it's not. Um, one minute of your life goes away for every minute it's not spent playing a Riot game. It's getting very dark and grim very yeah, fast. And I like it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually all now detailed in the League of Legends Realms of Runeterra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, sounds yeah. like I'm yeah. getting sponsored to say this, but I'm really not. I just bought the yeah. book out of pocket. You have a whole I chapter. Get it. I didn't even get it for free. I, I bought it out yeah. of pocket. Uh, definitely not for a bit uh, to actually read it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think for me, it's more so like, uh, hey, I... I, I and I say this a lot. I, I want to see TFT content creators get rewarded that aren't like the big five, right? Are the big you five saying that Star, because uh, that's us? <laughs> no, actually, no. I didn't even think about that until you just now said it. But yeah, like people <laughs> like us, right? We're a we're a perfect example, right? Maybe of, even the perfect example. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're listening, Riot, I'm talking about no, no, no. But like, in all honesty, mm. like there are people like Sphinx that I think about when I think about this kind of stuff. Um, you know, people in Raiders. our Discord that like, yeah, yeah Raiders and uh, you know, Teebs and Faye and people who came from like Heroes of the Storm, but like are doing a lot of TFT content right now. It still seems like TFT is just like off to the side. It's like I stream this and TFT. Right. For a lot of people. Uh, but there are some people out there that are TFT content creators that make really good stuff. Faye's been making some really great guides. Um, uh, there are some good tournament organizers out there. Bemi's a, an amazing producer. Right. How do we get those people um, and us uh, out there to like a bigger audience? Because um, right. we just need to know about them. Right. So just kind of a little bit more of a pipeline for those people sure. um, is something where I feel like is is next because you've got the partner program. Right. You've got uh, the ability to, you know, get people going and there's advertisements. And yeah. If you're going to make it big, you're, you're probably going to make it big. But I think there needs to be a little bit more support for these games that aren't regular League mm -hmm. of Legends. Sure. Right. And uh, once Runeterra comes out, how are you going to incentivize people to, you know, play both games or play Runeterra on Monday, Wednesday and Friday and TFT on Tuesday and Thursday? Mm -hmm. Right. So everything kind of stays the same. But, yeah, that's that's what I feel like is next step is kind of like buffing up the mid part of the community. Right. Uh, like people who get currently like the 30 to 500 viewers on Twitch. Mm -hmm. yeah. How do we get them over the hump? Uh, because. 
if it hasn't happened yet, I think they're going to need a little bit of support sure. because there are some amazing players with amazing personalities that get one or two viewers. Uh, that would be great if mm -hmm. someone just knew about them. And so uh, that, that's kind of where I'm at in terms of next step, because if the game is so good right now and is so balanced, now would be a really great time to focus on some of that other stuff yeah. um, to prop up the ecosystem as opposed to just the game, because I think the game's doing fine. It'll be fine until Rutera comes out. Uh, and then that, that'll be like the next step, you know, and it'll probably be fine after that. But that's like the next step, in my opinion. Oh, if it survives this and we're really here. Mm -hmm. Right. And doing esports is a and, and it is a really big part of that, because if someone goes to an esports tournament. Right. And we all know who VK Lion is now because of what she did, you know, first ever woman winning Hearthstone ever. And it happens to be at BlizzCon. She had to go through the qualifiers. Right. We all know that name because uh, that she got the opportunity to play and win on, on a big stage. That doesn't necessarily happen for TFT anymore. So a guy like Sphinx can't go into a tournament, win a tournament, and then blow up. That opportunity just doesn't exist. Right. And so I want, I want that to be there. Yeah. The the aforementioned, uh, previously mentioned esports in 2020, whatever that is, I think is going to be big uh, as well. I also, you mentioned playing each game on like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I, I know the days that, you're, that they want people playing TFT on. Tuesday, yeah. Friday, and Thursday. TF. We you know, that. I remember what it was like when you were funny. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like a really cool, like, I'm going through like a montage in my head. We're on the beach together. We're wearing all white. No, um, that's know, clearly not true because I'm wearing my uh, red and white striped uh, turn of the century Coney <laughs> Island. <laughs> with uh, with <laughs> a, sun, a sunblock <laughs> on your... <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know, man. If you have anything to follow up with that, I think that's it for us. Um, yeah, I, I think... No, I, I had something else to say, but my stupid TFT joke uh, took it all. I, I think, yes, we need a way to like build the ecosystem. Obviously, they're still in beta, and we're probably... We're so connected into TFT, and we consume so much of the content that I know I like... People ask me questions and I'm like, how do you, in my mind, I'm like, how do you not know that? And then I think, oh, because you're not watching, like, a, you don't have a, a TFT stream on in the background of your life at all times like I do. <laughs> you're not wa you're not going back and watching all of Mort's streams every time he streams just to get information for the game. Like, I'm doing yeah. that. Other people aren't. And, and other people aren't expected to and shouldn't be expected to. So I think, yes, bringing the community together and i mean we're i i feel like we're doing a good job and i love what we've done with our discord right now but like yeah maybe from riot maybe from just like the community in general like let's bring that together let's get that ecosystem going yeah. and the tft inherent ecosystem you bring up a really good point that like we look at the top we look at the top tft players like or sorry the top tft streamers even the people from the tft invitational it's like is if tft went away tomorrow is hafu going to be like Hafu's gonna be okay. Dog's gonna be okay. Toast, Scara, etc., and go down the line. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna find another game to play. I mean, anyone can, right? But like, 
let's get some actual like TFT people, people who are like focused specifically on TFT or like in the TFT. Yes, so they can yeah. use TFT to get to be the vehicle to become the people like Toast, right? right. Like they, they, they get well known through TFT, but then they can go on to other games and still be popular, sure. right? Uh, because I mean, that's what Toast did with Hearthstone. Right. That's what Dog did with Magic. Right, so we'll uh, no. and Hafu. No, no, no. Dog, dog was Hearthstone too. But, yeah, but I'm still, like, dog like, is not that good at magic. <laughs> um, uh, but but you, you know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. that they they were able to use those games to become mm-hmm. those people, and I want the first. I I want to see the first TFT person become that, mm-hmm. right? Like the Crowens out there could right. become that, or the. Um, you know, I keep bringing up Sphinx because he's one of the best players I know. And so mm-hmm. and, and I would love for someone like him to to become more well known because he is at that level. Uh, the other thing is, is like it, it's so funny, too, because I think one of the big issues with that is a little bit self-inflicted, because I think a lot of people who look for who are that good at the game can't really make content for people who are just starting out at the game. Right. Right. They, they try to make beginner content. But I think there is a point where you're just too smart. Right. And like you just said, that's why I said it. It's like, how could you not know that? Right. Uh, Because they're so good at it. And we were actually talking about that at the very beginning of the before at the pre-show. It's like it's easy for them now because of where they're at. But for people like, you know, us and for a lot of people who listen to the show, it's a little bit more like beginner centric, a beginner oriented. And we need content creators from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. Right. And we need people to be able to bridge that gap of onboarding new viewers, getting people into the game, because Mm -hmm. one of the hardest parts about a game's ecosystem is constantly getting new players. Mm -hmm. Because like two weeks after release, it's almost like what you got is what you got. Right. Right. So how do we get even more people to play? Uh, And that's through content. And that content needs to be supported. And I think that would be a really, really great next step just in general. Yep, absolutely. And I think, yeah, a lot of those, like, if you're a tournament grinder, like, your job is not necessarily to educate new players, right? It's to win games. And some people take over that role of educating. Some people take over that role of player. And, like, having that delineated um, and focusing on that is definitely good, but you need it all for a, a strong ecosystem. But yes, Boop, we are uh, pushing time here, so let's just quickly go over just a couple of these builds uh, that you guys submitted to our Discord, discord.me slash podcast In the post your comp section, anytime you get a first place, throw it on in there, and you got a chance to have it talked about here on the show we're starting off strong here boop i think you might recognize this comp <laughs> yeah this is the uh tier three kogma with the ionic spark this was uh an 89 point win and it wow. was hilarious i want to i want to feel this once more oh man it felt so good <laughs> it was so good man my, my friends were so mad it was so great i i wish i could see that skarner because i've never seen the tier three skarner like a lot of times that's the one if you're gonna if you're gonna push one out it's usually it's usually rexai uh warwick and kogma but uh I, sometimes you see the skarner as well so that's 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 cool i haven't seen the tier three skarner um he didn't die he didn't die once he was tier three that's great so, uh yeah and i think he was on what was it in ocean hex so his his shield kept oh, oh, yeah so his attack speed was like super quick too oh man oh oh and i made him did i make him a warden or did i make him a I, I, I forget but he was able to like jump into the because i think i made him a Berz- no warden? warden i don't know doesn't jump berserker and assassins jump okay but is he already a berserker 
No. I'm blanking on that. Yeah, so He's I made him a crystal predator. Okay, yeah, so I made him a berserker. Nice. Berserker yeah. is really sweet with, with predator as well because you get that cleave if you have the berserker bonus, mm-hmm. which it looks like you did, right? Is that a yep. Jax? Jax, uh, Mundo, and then if you made Skarner Berserker. That's pretty sweet. That's a sweet comp, I gotta say. Yeah, um, it was super cool, man. It was super cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, next one here. Scion, by the way. Just oh, saying. Scion. Okay, still a Berserker. I can't. It's like a little bit blurry. And yeah, hashtag, yeah, yeah. Hashtag yeah. esports boomer. Uh, but I will know it once I finish reading this league. Okay, I'm done. Not, no no more pulling out the book. <laughs> uh, next one up here is Jimmy the Shovel, who who mentioned they forced the Rek'Sai off the carousel and were like, I'm just going for it. They got the steel bonus, I believe. Nope, no steel. Oh, no, that is... No, that's a Sivir, not a steel Lux. But tier three, Rek'Sai, real strong. Got some desert going on here. Looks like four desert. Uh, four desert with, with the tier three Rek'Sai and the Rek'Sai being the carry, as well as Zed. Zed's in here, too. Uh, pretty strong. Pretty strong, indeed. I've really liked Rek'Sai. Might be one of my favorite units from this new... Uh, from this new set too. Next one here is hashtag be like Bennett's. Uh, we've got a classic <laughs> tier three vein here. I think this is a, uh, is this even light? No, I don't even think that this is three light. I oh, know maybe it is. Cause we've got, uh, we got a and yep. And, and Jack's at least. So yeah, tier three, tier three vein. Got some master Yi action. Got that mystic buff oh, mystic. with the Janna too. Oh, yeah, we got we got Nasus as well. So maybe made made someone else a light. So we might even be seeing six light here. Real strong. Uh, next one is gonna be uh, Luladin. Looks like a classic uh, Berserker poison. Uh, uh, Berserker poison and four glacial. glacial. Yeah, that's that's pretty a pretty standard comp right now. Although notably here, this one. Oh no, never mind. I'm an idiot. There is Olaf. Olaf is in here. Yeah, Olaf has been another one. We haven't really talked about him a lot on on today's episode, but he's been another sort of pillar. rage blade on Olaf. Real Holy. strong, rage blade. Yeah, or uh, yeah. I've even been seeing pe- people using RFC on Olaf just to like get him out of there. He doesn't need like. What's the difference between one point seven five or like one point two five attack speed on him? Not not super different. He's uh, he's been really good, especially when he can avoid some attacks and be in the back line very strong and last certainly not least here we've got uh uh sphinxy boy with uh <laughs> some assassins just some good old-fashioned assassins two level two kazixes um that's crazy it, that is crazy we got uh, the nocturne i know sphinx and and the kiana as well um, Sphinx has been a huge proponent of Nocturne, and uh, Professor and I have been making it a point to take all the Nocturnes in the games that we're in with him because we know <laughs> he always wants to go in. So that's it, guys and gals. Uh, that was it for a Little Legends podcast. Thank you all for listening. Boop, where can people find you on the internet when you're not here? At Boopasaurus Rex at twitter.com slash Boopasaurus Rex. Oh, yeah, you can find me at the underscore Blevins on Twitter as well. 
You can find the podcast and everything on it, discord.me slash the Legends Podcast. Join the community, guys. Let us know what you think. Talk amongst yourselves and with us. We're in there a lot. We're doing game nights on Fridays. Uh, you know, all sorts of discussions going on there. You can also you can find all the links to the shows there, but one that you're going to want to follow is at LIL Legends Pod on Twitter. We're always keeping up with, you know, what's new in the in in TFT and uh, all that good stuff. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to leave your iTunes reviews. And uh, also huge shout-outs to our $10 patrons, Angry Frog and Undead the Gamer. If you do want to support us on Patreon, we've got patreon.com slash Podcast, and you can support us there. Um, but that is going to be it. Thank you, everyone, for listening once again. For Boop, I am the Blevins, and we will catch you guys next week for 9.23 patch. Been ranked. Let's get in ranked. Woo! Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com